0: welcome back to gal on the go Unplug. my guest today is jacqueline yost owner of echomatic an online green travel magazine and soon to be curated marketplace for local and sustainable travel including accommodations shops eateries and more jacqueline is a self-proclaimed echo nomad who has lived in various parts of the u.s the UK, Australia, Singapore, Hong Kong, and his journey to 41 countries and county. I met Jacqueline by recommendation of a mutual friend. Welcome to the show, Jacqueline. Thanks so much for having me here, Kimberly. I'm excited to be here
1: and thank you for the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. I think you have led such an exciting life and you are doing such great things. Um, I'm very excited to share your journey with our listeners. So um, getting right into it, can you tell me who or what influenced you to start Echomatic? Yes, so
1: I had been living in Southeast Asia um, during the period of 2016 to 2020 and I had moved over there and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, But when I started traveling around the region, I noticed that there was a lot of negative impacts that were occurring because of mass tourism. So I started Ecomatic as a blog and we, because I didn't really have any money at the time, but I just wanted to start writing about sustainable tourism and the (laughs) the negative impacts that I was witnessing. Um, But at the same time, I started to realize also that there's a ton of amazing local and sustainable businesses out there, but it took such a long time to research and find them and find who was truly sustainable. So I enrolled in a master's program and I did international business. And so I kind of built up Ecomatic throughout that time And I also started involving myself in a lot of conscious communities and contributing in travel writing and interviewing businesses and learning about their pain points. And so kind of throughout that time, I was exploring. And then um, I came up with Ecomatic. It's actually funny because... The name is kind of what I spent the least amount of time on. I just kind of threw together the words eco and nomad and it came up with eco nomadic. And (laughs) thank you. Yeah. One of my friends was just like, just choose a name and launch it and go. And so I honestly, I'm really happy with the name. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been a journey since then and that's how it all started. And now we're here. There's like a team of 20 of us. We're based in New York and, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's evolving every day. I've been so much enjoying the journey.
0: Well, you know, so many people care about the environment, but, you know, they don't do anything really about it except read about it. But you boldly went and created a company around a cause that you witnessed during your travels. Um, you know, what inspired you to do that? Uh, was it Just the witnessing of things or what goes with that?
1: Yeah, I think I was really fortunate when I was in Asia to be surrounded, specifically Singapore, I was surrounded by so many like-minded people. And when I say I involved myself in conscious communities, it was um, like online media, but they would also have events. And so I think just being around people who are all starting their own initiatives. They all cared so much about the environment and community development and the social sustainability side of things that it was inspiring for me. And I just knew that I was passionate enough about sustainable tourism and wanted to kind of develop my own thing. And um, yeah, I, it definitely was a contribution to the environment that I was around um, that was very motivating because I don't think that I would have thought that it was possible to be so young and kind of start my own company. But seeing other people do it who were also within the realm of sustainability was very
0: inspiring. Well, it's super cool that you're leading the way and that you had the um, you know the guts to go forward with it at your age um you know uh, that's just so admirable and you started as a blog you mentioned um and you now have your newsletter that's called the weekly wander w- what type of content do you provide to people yeah
1: absolutely so the weekly wander is it starts off with just nice pictures and imagery and some quotes and then we really spotlight a lot of the articles that we have coming out on our Ecomatic Green Travel Magazine. Um, on that Green Travel Magazine, we have the topics where we discuss climate change, environmental and social justice, sustainable living, conscious travel, and we also have green guides. Um, so we usually will just promote some of those in there and then um, do responsible business spotlights of some of the businesses that we're working with and onboarding onto our platform that we'll be launching in early 2022. Um, And then travel news and kind of what's new with Ecomatic and keeping everyone in the know. And actually today we just launched our first um, monthly manifest newsletter, which is more business related. So that will come the first week of every month. And it's mainly about kind of what's going on on the back end, what we're exploring at the time, and just keeping people more in the know about what's going on behind the scenes while our weekly wander is just more um, inspirational and educational and sustainable travel.
0: So the weekly wander, that target audience is more so the general public. It seems. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. And um, the new platform that you just started—that's—is it more aimed at businesses and trying to influence them to think differently? Yes.
1: Yeah, so the weekly wander is consumer facing. The The monthly manifest is more like my business industry network um, kind of hoping to enhance collaborations um, or just like facilitate connections and for just people who are curious to know what we're working on at the time. And then um, we're in the process of putting together a business newsletter, which will be for all the businesses on our platform. And that will be to hopefully enhance their community, connect them with like-minded businesses talk about sustainable solutions that are in the space. Um, So yeah, we have a lot of newsletters going on, but um, they're pretty popular and people are loving them. Very
0: cool. So, okay. So where do you get the specialized information to produce these publications for your business? Um, You know, is it through expos, uh, fellow experts that you've met, other... So... The
1: magazine, we have an internship program and it's one of my favorite parts of the business because I did start it as a blog. So (laughs) I feel like it's almost how I started out with Ecomatic. Um, So our internship program, it's either university students or fresh graduates or master's students, or just people trying to build up their portfolios um, that all have backgrounds in sustainability, journalism, and travel. And so we get those content submitted each week and we will edit them and go through them. in my whole managerial level team all have backgrounds in masters in sustainable tourism or international business or within our certain realms so we kind of have like that high level eye looking over them and making sure that everything is fact-checked while creating a learning environment for some students
0: that is amazing okay so if someone's interested in you know um contributing to your internship program how can they find out more about it and what are the some of the basic um parameters like do they have to be um you know a certain level of college a certain um major it doesn't have to be a certain major i would just i
1: usually go off of experience or drive for sustainability travel its intersection or just um, yeah, they have to have kind of a background in that or a passion for sustainability at the least. I think you can learn over time the travel industry and, <clears throat> a, lot, and a lot can be seen from the travel perspective from even in your own backyard. So lots of Ability to be flexible in that space, but um, yeah, usually the interns will have some background that makes sense, and then we do have some people that have contributed one-off before, which um, they'll just submit their their proposals to us, and if we agree, then they can submit and we'll upload it to our site. And to get into contact with us, you can either go to our Instagram, which is Ecomatic E C O M A D I C. You can also reach out to info at ecomatic.com or through our website.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I hope that you get a lot of um, interest. I think you will actually, because that just sounds like an amazing opportunity and to do something that makes a difference. That's like such a bonus um, that you contribute to the community. So Okay, what you know, eco-friendly can be what seems like an intuitive term, right? But like a lot of times people don't understand necessarily what it means. Um, Can you please explain what some factors are that constitute a place or an experience being considered eco-friendly?
1: Yes, I did my whole master's background in kind of the definition of what sustainable tourism is and almost how to define it, because I think sustainability will look different depending on the type of business you are, what region you're in, and like the means of that destination and part of the world. Um, So that's why we focus a lot on local businesses as well, because I think that supporting a local business is by nature more sustainable than supporting something that might be internationally owned, um, where the money is kind of leaving the country. So we look at sustainable tourism and being eco-friendly within three pillars, which is um, environmental. And so environmental are more of the obvious ones, I would say, of what people usually think of when they think of sustainability. So waste management, water management, um, energy use and like if you have a recycling program and just really trying to preserve the environment and change your business operations to leave less of an impact on the environment. Um, And then in terms of, Oh, our second pillar would be social, social and like cultural. Um, So that goes a lot towards community development and how you treat your employees, Um, how many employees at your establishment are locals, if you contribute back to the community in any type of way. Um, And yeah, just really making sure that not only are the visitors having a good experience, but the local community has the job opportunity, job opportunities and is happy with the impact that tourism is making on that destination. Um, and then in terms of economic, it's just more like local. So where are you sourcing your produce? Where are you sourcing the materials to build? Where are you sourcing your material- materials um, that you're you're selling in your shop. Um, So yeah, those are just a few examples, but it's usually within the pillars of environmental, socio-cultural, and economic.
0: Oh, cool. I love the pillars. Now, um, this might not be like necessarily an a easy straight up answer um, that you can give, but just out of curiosity, like, you know, when you're dealing with companies and you had said, you know, working in the community is a good base, like, are small businesses, um, let's say, more open minded and easier to um, convert than, let's say, big chains or, or franchises or Not necessarily? Not necessarily. I think that small
1: businesses usually really care already about the impact that they're making. And I just think it's structurally a lot more flexible. And I just think that small businesses add a lot to the culture and the community of a destination and that it's more of an authentic experience because it's owned and operated by locals that are within that destination. So it will be more authentic to that destination than say someone that was operating out of like a major headquarters in the U.S. and was running operations in um, like the Maldives, for example. There's a lot of international resorts there. I'm not saying that there's no way that corporate can't be sustainable, but doesn't really take into consideration the local economy most of the time. Um, there's a lot of standardization within those types of companies. So it takes away from the culture. And a lot of the times, the mostly the C-suite and high-level people are not locals within that destination. So it creates a lot of miscommunication and mishaps because they're maybe not as well-versed in the local policies of the destination, which could be greatly avoided if things were to be run by locals. So I I don't think that it's like, I don't believe in like naming and shaming and just like calling out, but I just think that local businesses um, are are much more active members of their communities, which is important for visitor engagement and the travel and tourism industry.
0: Well, that's super fair and it makes complete sense. <laughs> so... I appreciate your honest answer. Uh, so, okay. So you evolved the company um, from a blog and it sounds like you have been doing this a, a really at a really great pace and in a really great way of like organically growing and layering on to what you started with. What's been your greatest accomplishment so far as a business owner?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think my... It's, it's been such an interesting involvement from just being me for three years. And then when I decided to kind of convert it and launch it into a business, I have had people along the way just like find me naturally and are very like-minded as I am and have wanted to build and contribute to and contribute towards building Ecomatic and um shaping the vision and bringing it to life. So I think my greatest accomplishment is that currently we have a team of 20 <laughs> and everyone is amazing and Aww. they are such a great community and so supportive and I think that is it's honestly the people that I've connected with along the way is my greatest accomplishment of a business owner because they I wouldn't be anywhere without them. And Egomatic would be nowhere where it is today if I didn't have them. So I think just being able to find so many amazing people to be involved has been my favorite part
0: of it. <laughs> Well, that's very cool because if you could have people behind you, like you're obviously so passionate about this. And if they support that and you can feel that they support that, that's just amazing. So, Oh, yeah. It does wonders to the
1: overall vibe of the company, like when everyone is motivated and has like the same backgrounds and um, well, not well, different backgrounds, but the same interests of like tourism and sustainability. So it's definitely a very motivating place because everyone cares so much about the cause.
0: Oh, uh, love it. Well, okay. So, COVID is, of course, had a effect on, you know, about every single industry. And I'm sure there's some things that, you know, um, when you're in environmental and travel, like there's some obvious ways that, you know, you might have been affected. Um, what are some non obvious ways that you've had a pivot and, Uh, that the pandemic has affected your business? It's, the pandemic has been,
1: I think the most, although it's devastating for the world and I would never wish this experience on the world, but it's it has definitely put us in a unique position where I've been able to connect with so many people um, virtually that I don't think I would have ever had the time to, talk with them, um, especially business owners, like our whole industry completely like halted in its tracks for a while. So everyone was kind of trying to figure out, but everyone had more time than they usually do. So I think that was monumental in the growth of Ecomatic because we discovered a lot of really great insights for what small businesses are looking for in platforms um, what they dislike about being on like the larger scale booking engines and the types of support that they look like they would want and need. Um, and then I, I think that the pandemic overall has started to make just society in general more aware of the impact of their decisions. And we've been seeing a lot more people. Looking to make more conscious decisions, particularly also in travel and like how they can travel to a certain destination and explore while protecting the environment and supporting the local um, economy and the local communities. So I think that while the COVID has been, and the pandemic has been devastating. I do think that it has changed some people's perspective in wanting to operate in a more conscious and sustainable light. And so I think that sustainable tourism as an industry is starting to get, it's been around since the 80s, the industry. So it's, but it's now being talked about and in like major headlines. So it's, it's, that's, I think the biggest like change that I think has come to light from this downtime.
0: Well, that's a great change because, you know, it's so nice to hear, uh, you know, a a story like that because of uh, all the negativity that's been associated with the pandemic. Um, It's just truly, like, heartwarming to hear, like, the good things that come out of it, you know, like how a pause um, has given you opportunities and is growing so many positive things as a result. Um, That's really cool. Definitely. It wasn't easy, but it's, it was,
1: I think that I've just really tried to look at the silver linings on like most things in life. And this was, um, a really positive outcome of what had come out through a
0: devastating time. Very nice. Well, okay, so you have a super impressive travel portfolio. Um, is there any place in the world that you have never traveled to that you would like to visit and, and why? Yes, yeah, there's so many
1: places. I have a never-ending list. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of my travels in across the U.S., um europe and then asia for four years so because i have lived in certain regions of the world i've i have a lot of concentrations and like a lot of travel um, trips within those so i haven't been to central or south america really at all and uh, i've been to senegal and africa but i haven't really explored africa or the middle east either so I, in the next couple of years, I want to learn Spanish and move to South America for a few years. And oh, wow. Yeah. So that's my, that's my goal. My new year's resolution actually is to start Spanish classes this year. Um, so those are next on my list, but it's, the, it's been really great to be back in the US uh, since tw- uh, 2020, where I hadn't really explored domestically at all. And there's so many beautiful places to see. So I've been really enjoying my time at home. But yeah, I'm sure in a couple of years, I'll be itching to explore a new region. <laughs> so South America, <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> Get those stamps on the passport. <laughs> so, okay. So, where is your favorite not destination to travel in the world? Um, but where is your favorite, like, Echo destination or travel in the world? Mm, I would
1: have to say the Philippines. It wow. Is, yes. I went to the Philippines, I think, four times when I was living um, throughout those years for like extended periods of time. It's just such a magical place. It is so authentic and there's, it's Beautiful. You. There's palm trees everywhere. There's such good food. The locals are so nice. Um, they really care about preserving their environment, and I just have the best memories. So it's definitely experiential as well. But they have a lot going for them, and it's just such a gem of a country.
0: Aww. And did they, did you get a sense that they understand the respect of you visiting and that, you know, you do appreciate their culture?
1: I think there's
0: going to be pockets
1: of that um, and negative. I guess, negative experiences from tourism. I think like in Southeast Asia, they've been so hit hard by like backpacking and hostile culture that <laughs> can get a little bit blurred lines, but um, oh, wow. depending on like who you're talking to. But I do think that the conversations with the locals that I had about like tourism and what they thought of it all, they, from the overall message that I did receive is that they are really happy that tourism has come to their country because it's provided so many opportunities and it's the largest economic driver within that region. Um, And I think that they're really excited to share their culture. And I do think that the people who are traveling to the Philippines, at least who I came in contact with, are really excited to get out there and explore and have very authentic experiences. Um, And then just be because of how beautiful the country is, um, I think that just helps with everyone's motivation to preserve it and protect it.
0: Ah, uh, well, it's on it's on my list now <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <It's>
1: so beautiful, <laughs> highly recommend.
0: Oh, uh, well, okay. So you had mentioned earlier that you have a new and exciting offshoot of your business coming up. Um, that's a marketplace for local and sustainable travel including accommodations, shops, eateries, and more. Um, Without, you know, revealing more than you're comfortable, can you explain to listeners how your business differs from Airbnb and um, how you hope to influence and change the travel industry through your company and this new marketplace? Definitely. So yes, that was
1: a good overview. We're launching in early 2022. Right now we're going through the pilots of our tech and we're onboarding some companies and working on some partnerships with some tourism boards. How I think that we differ the most from Airbnb is that we're focusing all on sustainability and it doesn't have to be just a room that someone's renting out. I know they have experiences now, but you can also be a shop or an eatery on the site. So we'll offer the bookings capability of for accommodations and experiences. So you'll still be able to talk with the businesses there um, and book your your and book and plan your travel. But you'll also be able to find shops and eateries that are making an impact as well. And those are just more complementary so that travelers can really showcase with their tourism dollars where they can make the most impact. So we we plan to highlight the entire sustainable tourism ecosystem and then um, how we partner with tourism boards as we're stepping in um, curating all the local and sustainable travel within that destination, helping them get online, helping them a lot with like connectivity tools and flexible tech um, communication and, um, and, and, and pictures and custom content around it. Um, So really just trying to promote them and what they're doing and influence travelers to make decisions based on their environmental, their social and their economic practices, which should really empower responsible choices. Um, How we differ from Airbnb, we're not necessarily the short-term market we're um, not providing new opportunities so say I wanted to go out of town and wanted to rent my room on Airbnb I could do that tomorrow but we're more so supporting tourism related businesses that are already in operation and that have sustainable missions or practices in place
0: oh I love it okay that's very helpful <laughs> with helping people, you know, distinguish and know what the difference is. And you're just absolutely amazing. I love that you're, you know, um, making a mark on the world without making a mark and trying <laughs> to change everything for the better and paving the way um, in, in the travel industry that is so beneficial um, to your credit, You know, you're starting with you right in the States, but what you're doing is going to have an effect on the entire world through helping people, providing them with choices and, you know, educating them so that they can make decisions um, that are just you know, um beneficial to everybody.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I like that I'm um, making an impact with that leaving one. That's I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> <laughs> go for it.
0: <laughs> well, to check out and sign up for Jacqueline's online green travel magazine, go to magazine.ecomedic.com or to explore what's new in local and sustainable travel and to keep up with Jacqueline um, as this new project of hers evolves, go to her IG page, like she had mentioned earlier, it's at E-C-O-M-A-D-I-C. Thank you for taking the time to unplug with me today, Jacqueline.
1: Thank you so much. I had such a great time and really appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Hope to have you back someday to give us a follow-up. Until then, rock on.